No pants. No undies. Nope. Just flannel. Just a flannel. Hello and welcome to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Matt. And we're here to talk to you, friend. Hey, this is the Sleeping Situation Podcast. And on this podcast, we talk about our lives. We're going to tell you about what it's like to be two young people who live together. And uh, then we're going to tell you some things that we recommend. And then we're going to play a game. I don't know if we're young people anymore. Stop it. (laughs) Yes, we are. I feel old now. Old enough. Sixteen. I'm a grandmother. So, it's been a minute since we recorded because last week was insanely busy. Like, the busiest week we've had maybe since we've known each other. Maybe. Maybe. So, we got, like, double the amount of stuff to tell you. So, why don't you dive right into it? Well, fall is upon us, friends. Soup time. Sweater time. I, uh, I've been wearing nothing but flannel shirts, and that makes me happy. You've been wearing nothing? I've been wearing nothing except for flannel shirts. No pants. No undies. Nope. Just flannel. Just a flannel. Uh, I had a bunch of gigs, and I have several more in the pipeline here. Uh, Acronauts played at the Rubber Ducks game. Yep. At Canal Park. Uh, boy, that was hot. Yeah. That that out-hotted Porch Rocker, I think. Yeah, but, but it was mostly hot before you played, and then by the time you were, like, partway through playing, it was, like, cooled off a little I bit. I disagree. I felt. I felt. Um. I didn't sweat as much. So we did play inside the Canal Park Stadium, where the Rubber Ducks play, in front of the Tiki Bar, which was a horrible place to put a band, but I think that's where there was space. Pretty much. Uh, it was kind of cool playing in the stadium. I wish I had just the loudest bass rig ever (laughs) to just blast across the whole field, but I did not. I could have done it. I could have turned it up. They'd have been mad at you. At the very least, they'd have been mad at you. At the worst, they'd have told you to get out. That's fine. Uh, it would have been cool, though. So that was Saturday. On Thursday, I played at the Wing Warehouse in Stowe uh, with Chris Wintrip, the Tripper Trio, like uh, acoustic cover gig kind of thing. And we were supposed to play outside, except for it was 50 degrees. Like the coldest day we'd had all season. Yep. The uh, one time you were supposed to play outside. <laughs> so I thought... For sure, we were still going to have to do it, and thank goodness they moved us inside. Yeah, uh, that was nice. So that was kind of a fun gig. It was pretty low-key. Uh, I was cold the whole time, anyhow, even though we were inside. I got to sit there and eat pretzels and wings and drink, like, two giant ciders, so I was doing fine. That was a lot of fun, and then Acronauts played again at the Tiki Underground in Hudson, which is a fun place to play. It's kind of a weird room. I don't... Like, is it a fun place to play? It's a fun place to be at. Yeah. But it's a weird place to play. But it's a weird place to play. Yeah. Regardless, it was a good show, I think. I think we played well. I think you sounded good. Uh, Librarians with Hickeys played, who I like a lot. I do have a couple gigs coming up 
Friday, October 8th, Akronauts are playing the Vortex in Akron. And then on October 30th, day before Halloween, Akronauts album release show at the Quarter Up in Akron. Gonna be a banger. Dress up. Be there. Yeah, Play wear costumes. I, I've heard rumors that there might be like a, a prize for whoever has the best costume. That's... Our costume's gonna be cute, but it's not gonna be very like elaborate. I don't like playing dress up, so Ivy gets what she can take. Takes what she can get. No, I yes. get what I take. <laughs> okay, but I've done a good job, especially the past like three or four, two or three costumes. Just picking you things that are one like normal clothes but that make a costume, and two, like, characters that look like you. Yeah. I guess I just... It feels incredibly silly to me. It is silly. I... Just have fun. I don't know how. Well, it's gonna be cute. But you do have to wear your glasses. The whole time? No. Just at least when I take a picture with you. I was gonna say, those do give <laughs> me a headache. So that's what I was up to the last couple weeks. Who, buddy. Okay. What, what if you... <laughs> What have you been doing? So I went to all those gigs, which is several, right? Yeah, I went to all of those. So what a time that be. So we went to the Rubber Ducks thing. That was a Saturday. And then the following Tuesday, I went to a Cleveland baseball game with my parents. And it rained for like the first two innings. And we just like stood under the thing. There wasn't that many people there because it was a Tuesday night and also like raining. (laughs) But it ended up being a good game. They actually won in the last, like, several times I've actually gone to baseball games. They lost. So they actually won for once, which is... We were going through the, like, metal detectors when you go in. And the girl that was, like, checking my purse for nefariousness uh, complimented my brand new raincoat. She was like, where'd you get that? And I was like, Target, 40 bucks. She's like, this year? I'm like, yeah, they still have them. She goes, do they have other colors? I was like, yeah. There was pink and black. Mine's orange. (laughs) It was very exciting. I was like, that That was like one of those, um, like, making best friends with the girl in the bathroom at the bar type feelings, except for she was, uh, you know, making sure I didn't have, like, a gun in my tiny purse. <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those just, like, random stranger bonding moments. It was great. Uh, so I did that, sat out in the rain for a while, and then was just, like, hanging out. It wasn't raining the whole time. But the day after that, I went to the Jonas Brothers concert. They played at... Uh, the amphitheater near here. I only knew about it the day before when my friend texted me and said, hey, I have an extra ticket. Would you like to come see the Jonas Brothers tomorrow? And I was like, well, this is already the busiest week of my life. So why not? How can I turn down the Jonas Brothers? I cannot. I can't do that. I put on my extra waterproof raincoat and we went and we stood in the rain and we saw the Jonas Brothers. And I'm now officially, uh, they're in my two times concert club which is uh, bands I've seen twice, which is, like, several of my favorites, which is pretty cool. They were really good. Um, They played some new songs that they didn't have the last time we saw them. They were... No, they weren't the last concert I saw before the end times came. I think that was Sarah Bareilles. But they were one of the last concerts, especially one of the last big concerts I went to. They played um, The Shot at Ohio State. But yeah, it was a super good show, even though we had to stand in the rain the whole time. Worked out. Every time I saw somebody walk by wearing, like, a cute outfit, I was like, why'd you even try today? 
Even if it wasn't raining, it would be so dark that no one can see what you're wearing anyway. But you know what? Teach their own. That's fine. I was just like, I wore leggings and a sweatshirt and I was happy as could be. Then after all those gigs, I need to go get allergy tested because my sinuses are all kinds of wonky. But um, last night I took a bath because sometimes that helps like steam out my head when I'm all stuffed up. And when I got out of the bathtub, I like went to put my jammies on and stuff. And there was like a weird like squiggle across like my vision. And I thought for a second that I had like a hair in my eye or like that I had scratched like my, cause you can like scratch your, um, what's like the clear part of your eye? I don't know. Your cornea or whatever. Um, so I thought I had like scratched my eye or something. Cause there was just like this weird, like rainbowy line across my eye. And I described it to someone as like when there's like a dead pixel in like your TV or something, or when there's like a, like a scratch or like a crack in your phone screen or something. But then I realized that it was like, if I shut one eye or the other, it was still there. So I was like, oh, that's not my eye doing that. That means it's my brain doing that. And I was like, what is happening? And it was like blurring my vision out enough that I like couldn't read like text on my phone or anything. And I was freaking out a little bit. I thought my head was gonna explode or something. And so I got something to eat. I sat down, I was like, let's just try and be chill for a second. And then it like moved to like a slightly different part of my vision and I'm doing hand motions right now because I can't describe it without putting my hand over where it was. I was just like, this seems like a weird headache thing because I still had like a sinus headache. And basically, I guess I was having like what you get when you have like a migraine and you get those like color auras or whatever and where you're like, your eyes blur out or like, it's almost like when you close your eyes and you see those lights, those like flashy lights, it was like that, but my eyes were open. Super weird. But I think it was just because I had like a sinus headache, but I had never had that before. So I was like, what is this? Only other thing I wanted to bring up was that there is an update coming to Animal Crossing. They announced in the uh, Nintendo Direct presentation like last week. They're adding Brewster. The cafe's coming. What do you think? I don't know who that is. The owl in the cafe? I don't know what that is. Yes, you do. No, I don't. The owl that makes the coffees. I don't know who that is. Well, I guess we won't talk about that then, because Matt doesn't I, know. I would have remembered another owl. That's why I thought you knew who it was. No, I don't know that. Oh, why, well. why, why would I know who that is? Well, he's like a tall, skinny owl. I think what? he has That's a, not how owls are supposed to be. Or glasses or something. He has a mustache. And he uh, owns the cafe. It was in the basement of the... I almost said hotel. In the basement of the museum in the other games. And that's where... K.K. Slider would come play. Well, anyway, giving us a reason to play Animal Crossing again. I'm sorry. So that's great. I, I'm sorry. I have no context for that. I swore you knew who that was. No. Nope. Well, will it make you play Animal Crossing again, knowing that there's another owl to meet? I don't like the idea of a tall, skinny owl. That's upsetting to me. Owls are small and round exclusively. Yeah, but you have to make him look different enough from um what's his name blathers blathers how dare you oh what's his name so the end of summer is upon us this it's makes, over this makes me very sad it's gone i no, killed it it's not i'm i'm holding on to every scrap of sunshine that i can summer ends on august 12th my birthday who writes your calendar the people at walmart no me they're like, oh, Christmas starts on September 5th. Go. Yeah, I'm ready. 
I, I can, we can't talk about that. You brought it up. Uh, so I've been trying to sit out in the hammock as much as I can while it's still warm. It's probably going to be cold forever now. Uh, but I sat out there the other day and did some doodles in my little uh, doodle book. And that's very nice. I, I need to do more of that. Uh, however, when I sit in the hammock, I will wear like jeans and a hoodie or a flannel shirt. But I insist on not having any shoes on. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, did I get chomped. Oh, yeah. I am so... My feet are all got mosquito-bited. Well, that was the only skin available. I guess so. It was the worst. Uh, the Acronauts album is done. It's off to the, the printers. Getting CD'd. Uh, going in to mix the Rogues record next week. And I finally sat down and recorded some new music uh, for myself. Which is the first I've done since May, I think. Maybe before that. It's been a very long time since I've written any music for myself. And I kind of... There was a moment I was like, how do I do this? Like, I know I had, like, a process. And now I don't remember what it is. So I guess I'll just try to record something. I don't know. Uh, But I got some stuff down. I'm working on it. Uh, I doubt it's going to make it into this week's episode. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. I would be surprised. Uh, I did do a very silly thing. Uh, I was working on the the song. I had recorded the bass part and then was working on getting the guitar part recorded. And part of my, I guess, songwriting process is like, I'll record a bunch of stuff and then go back and edit it. So, you know, maybe th- this does this one too many times so i'll take it out i'll just cut literally cut it out of the recording Mm -hmm. and scoot stuff around and move stuff so i'm i'm doing that i've recorded the guitar part i'm still sitting there with the guitar but i'm like kind of reaching over it and you know working on the computer and i get it to kind of a point where i think i like it and it sounds i like how the arrangement is um which now that i i don't know about it now that i've thought about it too much uh but I was feeling pretty good about how it sounded, so I went to lean back in my chair because uh, I'd been sit- sitting up playing guitar. Except for I wasn't sitting in the desk chair. I was sitting on the piano stool. Uh, so me and the guitar went over backwards. You fell? <laughs> I fell because oh, I was like, you know how the, the desk chair in the basement leans back really far? Yeah. So I'm just like, I just leaned back. like. <laughs> And are you okay? And then there was no, there was no (laughs) more chair there. I would give anything for video footage of what your face looked like when you realized there was no chair behind you. (laughs) I would pay any amount of money. And also I would give my right tit (laughs) to be able to see that. So... It was one of those slow motion falls because my legs are out in front of me. So I'm like half counterbalanced, Mm -hmm. but I've also got my guitar. So over me and all the stool and the guitar goes, I land on my pedal board. Oh my God. How? How are you alive? (laughs) I I made a sound that I didn't know my body was capable of making. Oh my God. Like it was just like, 
oh! and then I sat on the floor and I was like, wow, that hurt. But I'm going to I'm going to sit here for a minute in case it's one of those sneaky hurts mm -hmm. where it's like that hurt. And then you get the, the real pain. Yeah. Uh, but it was OK. Uh, I survived. It you protected hurt. the baby, the guitar. Yeah, guitar is fine. It the guitar landed on me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you had to hold it up. You protected the baby. So that was that was the time. It did hurt quite a bit yesterday, but I feel better Ow. today. I'm glad you didn't like break any of your stuff or I'm glad seriously injure yourself. Yeah, me too. I can't believe that something worse didn't happen. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Because there's stuff all over the floor down there. Like there's nowhere you could have fallen and not hit something. <laughs> No, I, I landed directly on top of, like, two of my pedals. Ow. Yeah. That was, that was a, that was a time. Uh, <laughs> and you didn't tell me about it, because you saved it for right now. I was saving it for the podcast to tell you about it. You were saving that for just a second ago? <laughs> yes. Uh, I had one of my guitar students uh, look me in the eyes and tell me that Rise of Skywalker was his favorite Star Wars movie. And I I've had, never even heard of that movie. I had to reset my brain because I've never heard such horse sit in my entire life. It, He's like, also like eight. Yeah, but that's no excuse. Just because you had taste when you were eight. <laughs> it's, it's just because I was a snob when I was eight. My sister's coming to town tomorrow. Sister Claus is coming to town. That's, that that felt was, necessary. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't think we have any plans. We're going to the quarter up, but that's the only plan. There are no plans. We're just going to wing it. It'll be fun. The first part of the challenge is figuring Thing out what the plans are. Yep. I'm thinking about starting another podcast again. Oh. More seriously this time. Yeah. I'm just uh, scared. I can talk to you on a podcast because I know you. Me. And that makes it easier to talk to you on a podcast. So the idea is to have uh, my musician friends on the podcast and talk about just music stuff. And I don't, I don't, I kind of want to just make it, let's hang out and talk about music for an hour. And there'd not be much of a plan to it, you know? Yeah. Just got to make sure that it uh, wraps up in an hour. That's, that That's the issue. That will be impossible for several of my potential guests. That is the truth. I, I've already determined that certain people will need split into two episodes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm planning on it now. Uh, but uh, if that sounds like something if that you might want to do, if you want to come on, come on the wire here and uh, chat up some music stuff, let hey. me know. Hit me up. Hey. We'll do some talking. Hey. Is it time for everyone's favorite segment? It, I guess so. It is Things of the Week. Things of the Week. Pop. You can go first. Okay. This week, my Things of the Week include... I've been listening to Halsey's new album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. It's so good. And also, I've had The Frontier Psychiatrist by The Avalanches. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, stuck in my head all week. Which is like a, like a, one of those songs that's entirely made up of samples, correct? I believe that whole record is entirely made up of samples. Well, I don't know the other songs. I only know the Frontier Psychiatrist. But it's so catchy and it's wild that it's just all different samples from different things. But it like 
meshes together so that well. boy needs therapy. Psychosomatic. <laughs> the music video is also very entertaining. You're crazy in the coconut. Now I can't stop saying all of the things. What does that Grab mean? Grab a kazoo. Let's have a, a tune. Uh, so anyway, that's good. I discovered something from a friend on Instagram. Thank you, Katie. It's called Receiptify. So it's just like, it's just the word receipt with ify at the end. And it'll tell you your top Spotify tracks of like the past month, the past six months, and the past all time. I think. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, after she posted it on her story, I found the website and did mine. It was very interesting. I will say, as a musician who plays in cover bands occasionally, uh, there needs to be a, a I play in cover bands mode of Spotify. You can do a private session. Okay, and you? Mm-hmm. Does it not, like, track that stuff? I don't though? believe so. No. I would definitely forget to turn it off, though. Because uh, I think it was... It might have been last year. My all-time top song of the year was Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots, <laughs> just because Acronauts are covering it. Yeah. And I had to learn it, so I listened to it, like, a bunch of times. Well, my top two songs of all time are um, Disney Girl, and I don't remember the other Low Sider song that I sleepified. Oh, yeah. I, I think what I did is I put my i plugged my headphones in and i left it on on my computer at work all night mm-hmm. to like bump the views or listens up yeah uh so those were my top two songs my action so then after that my top song is the theme from pride and prejudice <laughs> which yes because i turn that on when i write a lot i'd be i'm care. you'll have to show me how to do that That's yeah fine. i just i believe it's just receipify.com if you google receipify you'll definitely find it mm. um and it looks like a receipt from a store yeah um so it has a nice little kind of graphic design to it i have been watching a lot of curtis connor videos on youtube he's a kind of comedian commentary type uh youtuber type person i watched a 40 minute video today of him trying to see like how difficult it is to get rich on pokemon cards so he like like did a lot of research of like what makes them valuable and like how did they get so popular right now and like you know, where do you find them? And he, like, interviewed some people, and then he bought a bunch, or he tried to find his old ones is what he did. And then he realized, like, like he's not even really that into Pokemon, so, like, for the last, like, 15 minutes of it or so, he does Digimon instead. <laughs> so it's, I don't it was really entertaining, so that was cool. But he has a lot of interesting videos. He'll comment on, like, dumb social media things that people do trends and stuff or sometimes he just does like deep dives on stuff like that so that's also really fun uh been watching disney movies when i've been down in the dumps lately so i watched winnie the pooh search for christopher robin because that was the one i always watched when i was little i also fell asleep during it and i would like to watch it again but pooh's grand adventure the search for christopher robin that's what it is i was gonna watch the tigger movie afterwards and then i was too sleepy and i watched hercules last night when my eyeballs were freaking out both great um my favorite tiktok of the moment and also possibly ever is uh this guy this person is like walking into their house they have one of those like screen doors with the magnets on it uh that you use if you don't have a screen door i'm going sam Sam! And then there's a dog with a hot dog in his mouth. 
And he says, what you doing? You got a hot dog, buddy? <laughs> and that's the whole thing. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I will share it to make sure everybody has seen it. I love it so much. Sam and his hot dog. And finally, hash browns. McDonald's hash browns can cure any ill. Things of the week. What you got? So a co-worker lent me this book called Real Future, R-E-E-L. Uh, and it is a, a compilation of short story, science fiction so- short stories. Science, science fiction, fiction short, short stories, stories. That is hard to say. That have been made into movies. Uh, I finished reading the story that The Thing is based on. And that was really fun. Uh, I, I actually like that one a lot. I'm still kind of kind of scared to watch the movie, but I might I might do it. Um, so at the same time, my dad sends me a link to a page that is like 50 sci-fi B movies, right? On Facebook, right? On Facebook, yes. And it was a post that said 70 years ago, the day the Earth stood still was released. Uh, and that being one of my all-time favorite sci-fi movies, I was like, I love that movie. I want to watch that again soon. And that happened to be the day that Ivy was going to the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm getting a pizza and I'm watching The Day the Earth Stood Still tonight. And I did, and it's great. It is a really fantastic 50s sci-fi movie. Uh, the funny thing is that... The next day, I go to read that book again and start the short story that The Day the Earth Stood Still is based on. <laughs> uh, the The story is totally different. Almost 100% different. But it was still a good read. I'm reading now one called This Island Earth, which I'm liking a lot. It's a really cool story for, so far. Hey. Uh, the gist is this guy's an engineer at a, a place that makes, I don't know, electronic something or others. And this company sends them a part, this box of like, oh, here's a sampling of our products, and here's a product catalog. And the technology in the box is like crazy advanced. So this guy's really intrigued. Mm-hmm. So he's like, order me uh, something from this place. And they send him this like 14 crates of these crazy parts that he's never seen before with no instructions. (laughs) So he builds this basically uh, like a video communicator. Ooh. Uh, And he finishes it and somebody calls him and they're basically like, you've passed the test. We'd (sighs) like to offer you a job. Whoa. Uh, So he flies out to this mysterious plant factory Mm -hmm. in the desert where they're like all these people they're these scientists that are making these really advanced technology things Mm -hmm. uh but it's it's now it's like everything is not what it seems yeah and i am into it like i started reading it and just the way that it's written is really good uh but just the plot itself i'm like i really want to know what's going on here yeah Uh, i'm really excited about that one nefariousness i bet yes What's what movie is it? Uh? It's called This Island Earth. I believe the mo- oh the movie's the same. I think the movie's the same. I've never heard of that. Uh, I hadn't either. I literally never heard of it. I had no mm-hmm. idea what it is, uh, but I'm way into it. Neat. Um, I have been listening to a lot of Courtney Barnett this week. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. That's just what's what's doing it for me right now. She's got some new stuff out, right? She does have a couple new singles out 
uh, I've only heard new the records one. coming out. But I went back and I um, I was working on rebuilding my pedal board. Oh, I rebuilt my pedal board. I didn't talk about that. I bought, you do that all the time. I bought an adult adult style power supply, and so I had to rewire it. You're a big boy now. Yep, and uh, rebuilt a base. But I had uh, the sea of split e uh, sea of split peas, EP, on. Uh, listen to that. I listened to Pink Floyd's "Wish You Were Here." I've I think I'm gonna I wanna I'm gonna gonna listen to some Pink Floyd here coming up. It's a good fall band, I think. That makes sense. After the Acronauts Rubber Ducks game gig, Ivy and I went to Mr. Zubs in oh, Highland yeah. Square, which is one of my favorite places to eat. And we left there and drove down to the quarter up in the valley, uh, which is also a lot of fun. We're probably going down there tomorrow. That's where the Acronauts release show is. Oh, man, they have a really good pumpkin cider right now that I forgot to mention. Ooh. I don't remember what the brand is, though, but it is really good. Is that what you got when we were there last time? Yeah, and it made me burp a lot, but other than that. <laughs> uh, I have been watching a bunch of Mary Spender videos. Uh, she's a musician from England Ooh. on YouTube. Oh, Mary. Yes. I. She, like, has the most posh Mary Poppins voice yeah. you've ever heard. Uh, it's great. But she's very, um, the videos that she does, she's very open and honest about being a musician and making YouTube videos and that kind of thing. Uh, but also she just seems like a lovely person. And so That's it's very fun to watch. And she does like a lot of very vloggy kind of videos, which I like a lot. That's cool. Ivy bought a bag of white chocolate Reese's. <laughs> pumpkins and that's my favorite thing i've got two in the freezer right now i mean that's the superior way to eat chocolate no uh and lastly i sometimes you get on youtube and you've you've put enough good karma into the world or something that the youtube algorithm gifts you something this week the youtube algorithm gifted me a video that just said Optigan demonstration from a vintage keyboard uh, page. And I was like, I've never heard of that. I am intrigued. This is the most amazing instrument I've ever heard of my entire <laughs> life. I am. I was just completely geeking out about it. You know how the Mellotron is? You know of the uh, Mellotron? I know of it. Okay, so the way the Mellotron works is when you press a key... There's a tape right, in the right. machine that runs, right? And if you want to change sounds, you have to pull all the tapes out and replace the tapes in it. Correct. Yes. Right. So the Optigan is like the 70s equivalent of that. Yeah. That instead of using a tape, it uses this clear plastic, but like very floppy record. It's like a clear... Okay. Like, imagine a clear record that's super thin. Okay. And instead of it being a record, it's just rings of sound, right? Ooh, okay. But it's not, like, recorded sound. It's, they literally print the sounds on the the disc, right? Okay. So, like, he zooms in on it, and you can see the waveform. Like, oh. how GarageBand looks. Like, yeah. that. it's that waveform around it. Huh. And you put this disc in. And when you press a key, it reads the 
the disc, the right? The, yeah. yeah, it reads the wave on the disc. Yeah. It's, it gets crazy. <laughs> because it doesn't just, it doesn't read it like with a laser or something, right? You put the disc in and it shoots a light up through it. Oh. And there's like photo, photo sensors mm -hmm. on the other side. So as the wave passes, it the wave is like the dark part, right? Yeah. It's like negative. Right. Yeah. So when the wave blocks out the light, that's how it reads it. It's like the Who most... Who this? In, it gets even better. The company was an offshoot of Mattel. Oh. And they like market it as a kid's as instrument. As a toy? Yeah. That's so weird. It's like the... It's, it's so... It's such an incredible bit of technology. Uh, I forget the website. It's like um, vintage vintage keyboard uh, labs or something. Mm -hmm. If you type in Optigan, it's probably the first one that comes up. Uh, it's. I'll have to show you. It's really neat. Mm -hmm. um, so this guy has like a circus one in there, and he'll like. It's the same thing. You'll press the thing, and it goes like boom, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba, boom. It's got like recorded tracks in yeah. it, but then you can play over top of it. Yeah fascinating stuff i never knew such a thing existed i didn't either and i geeked the hell out on it last who, night who creates that and is like this is a good way to create music well here's the thing i was talking about because i had to show everybody at work this. yeah of course and i said the thing keep electric keyboards mm -hmm. and keep i would say keyboards in general are are actually the most interesting instrument to look at and like look at the history of right because mm -hmm. violins have been the same since the 1600s right and like guitars are basically the same thing just different shape right you get different shape you bolt some different crap on them mm -hmm. but keyboards and especially synthesizers are you know from we'll say 1940 to now have gone like constantly changing and the technology that they used constantly changing because it's as new technologies came out they figured out how to make them because it's not like an organic instrument you know yeah like a, a guitar you pluck a thing and it makes a sound a keyboard you press a button and it has to make a note and so it's like the way that they that right, like happens. the pressing the button isn't what's making the sound. The pressing right. the button is doing the thing that makes the sound. Right. It's like activating the... Right. Yeah. And even like if you look at the harpsichord versus the piano, like the piano was super revolutionary when it came out because you could play dynamically with it. And it was right. like, a, it was a totally different way to play a keyboard. Because the harpsichord like plucks it, right? Where this piano like strikes... Right. Yeah. Yeah, the it's like it's like yeah, like a like bunch a of little little hooks in there. Yeah. Um, plus, the piano has like the three strings on each note, you know, two or three strings, so you get a richer sound out of it. Oh yeah. And so then you get things like the Hammond tone wheels, and then you get like modular synthesizers with Moog, and then you know digital synth. Like there's a whole bunch of different things that they try. Well, the Mellotron, and then this Optigan thing. Uh, it's just a really, it's like, as soon as they got a new bit of technology, they made a keyboard out of it and then it just became obsolete immediately. Like immediately. So they stopped making them. Mm -hmm. And so you have a bunch of these weird kind of things like that. Uh, there was a, um, there was a piano at Canton Music for a while. 
uh, and they opened it up and showed me because I, I didn't believe it when I was staying there looking at it was it's a piano right mm -hmm. but each key on the piano plays like a normal piano each key on the piano triggers an organ note mm -hmm. so it's got a tube organ built into the front of it and they opened oh. it and there's like 30 tubes in the front of this thing oh and there's just insane massive wires and and <laughs> you know circuit boards and stuff inside of there and it's like they probably made those for two years and then they were like, this is ridiculous. We can't do this. Or it became outdated. So they just changed it. You know, neato. I'm just all geeked out on this wacky old timey instrument thing. I just like how they combined optic and organ. Yeah. It's an optic organ. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is. Bop. Bop. So, hey, friends, we've reached game time. This week we're playing Top 5, which is our game where we rank the top five of something and compare our lists just to see how similar or different they are. Nobody wins. No points. You can decide at home who has a better list. I don't know. But uh, this week we're doing top five Gen 1 Pokemon. So of the first 151, what are the top five best Pokemans? I think everyone's familiar with Pokemon. This makes sense, right? Who? who? I had Poke for lunch today. Ha <laughs> ha. So would you like me to read my list first? Yeah. All right, so I had two that were tied for five, and it took me a while to decide. But I landed on number five is Scyther, which is a large praying mantis with razors on its hands. And I just think he's cool as shit, is the technical term. Uh, <laughs> Scyther is my third favorite Pokemon probably ever. So Is that the official uh, Pokedex entry? Ivy's Scyther, cool as shit. Cool as shit, Pokemon. Ivy's third favorite. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. He's a giant bug, but I actually like him. And I think it's because he kind of has like a... Like a dragony kind of like... Like a furry lizard face. Yeah. Because he looks kind of fluffy. He's not friendly, but he does look kind of fluffy. And I just think for a bug, he's really cool. Number four is Cubone because like what a cool design. To be, like, just a little dude with a skull on his head. Like, as I, as a mask and or hat. And the most metal thing in the world is one of the Pokedex entries. I don't know if this was from Gen 1 or a different game or card or whatever. But uh, it is canon that um, Cubone is a baby Kangaskhan whose mom died. So she wears the mom's skull as a hat. It's metal. That doesn't seem right, because Kangaskhan's are very large, and Cubones are not. Anyway, maybe it's maybe the Kangaskhan thing I made up, but it's definitely like it's its mother's skull that it's wearing. Oh, that's horrifying and sad. I think that's rad as hell. Cool as shit and rad as hell. It's very funny if you actually read the Pokedex entries sometimes, because they're either like, it likes to bang pots and pans for fun, like something very cute, or it's something horrifically tragic, like... Frostlass is like, she lures men into her home to kill and hang up as decorations or something. <laughs> something very close to that. Like, she likes to lure men in and eat them or like... So it's always fun to, to figure out what you're going to get. So anyway, Cubone is my number four. My number three is Pikachu. There's a reason he's like the emblem of the franchise. He's a cute squishy baby. But we love a, a little mouse. And his cute little cheekies. But then he's also pretty powerful too. If you're Ash, you're going to get shocked. 
That's just what happened back then. That's how we lived our lives. I don't know what else there is to say about him except for he's like, looks cute. And he has a cute little personality. Number two is Charizard, one of the better Pokemon designs, like, ever, in my opinion, especially of, like, dragon types, because they just don't go too overboard. The designs were just so good back then, except for Electabuzz and Magmar. Those should have been left out. They're both ugly as fuck. And you know what? It's like, they look like they belong in, like, Gen 3. And it's like, you, you tried to get ahead of your time with the look on those two. This is a complete tangent. But they don't look like they belong with, like, the rest of the Gen 1s, and I generally forget that they are. Anyway, Charizard. I cannot find a person on this earth that doesn't like Charizard, I feel like. Even my grandma would be like, oh, he's kind of scary, but she wouldn't be like, I don't like him. He's just a big round dragon boy. Very strong. We'll kill you. So anyway, let's do some honorable mentions. Uh, Meowth would have made the list, but... Meowth that isn't Team Rocket's Meowth is kind of boring. If yeah. it's not Team Rocket's Meowth, he's not as good. Doesn't really matter so much. He's just a cat otherwise, which obviously I like, but I figured if I put him on the list, I would literally be judging by Team Rocket Meowth who can speak, and that is not normal. Also, Oddish, because what a perfect little design of just a man with leaves on his head. I just, I get really into the designs, I guess, but... I very much like the simplicity of Oddish just being a little a little round dude with feats. And he got leafs. Jigglypuff is pretty good, but can get a little annoying, so she didn't make the top five. Uh, the one that was tied for number five for me that I had down first before I remembered that Scyther exists was uh, Farfetch'd, which I think is super underrated. He's like a duck, and he whacks you with a leak, and I love him. Also, speaking of ducks, Psyduck is uh, pretty dang good as far as designs and, like, overall deals go as far as Pokemon is. That he, like, he has a headache all the time, so that's why he holds his head and has psychic energy. Because his head hurts so much. <laughs> we love it. We love that Psyduck is constantly in pain. Um, I think Onyx is pretty rad. Onyx is one of the Pokemon that would genuinely be scary if you saw it in real life. Because not only is he so big, but he's, like intimidating giant it's just a scary giant, rock, giant snake. rock snake yeah with like a spike on his head uh also mew because cute um i don't even have it down but togepi because cute togepi's not gen one well uh, you're right it's not togepi's. technically in the pokedex in gen one yep. yeah it is no it's not you checked ivy i we need listen i i only know gen one and I know what Gen 1 is, and I have the book, and Togepi is not in there. <laughs> All right. Because that was the whole thing when Misty finds Togepi. Well, yeah, they don't know what it is yet. Right, because it's not in the thing. Because it's an egg. Uh, anyway, and Ditto was my last honorable mention, because Ditto's whole concept, I think, is cool that, like, it just transforms into whatever it's copying. You know what my number one is. I know what It's my number. boy. It's my bulb. Bulbasaur is number one on my list and is also number one in the Pokedex for a reason. Because when they were creating Pokemon, they were like, let's start with our strongest one. They were like, just, we're going to put them in order and number them because we know there's going to be a lot. So let's just put the best one first. And they said Bulbasaur. And I agree with them. Nothing could be more perfect than a small frog turtle with the, with the bulb seed on his back. And little, like, freckle dots on his head. 
I want to hold a Bulbasaur and squish him and love him forever. And I love that it's like he walks on all fours like a turtle, but then like uses the vine whip vines as like hands. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite things about Bulbasaur that I don't know that I've uh, explained out loud before. He has a very cute voice in the anime. Uh, Bulbasaur, here's the thing. Bulbasaur is shaped like a friend. You can always trust Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is not going to lead you astray or do you any wrong. When we saw Detective Pikachu, we definitely talked about it on the podcast a long time ago. But when the Bulbasaurs appeared, I cried because I that's just my dream. It was to be surrounded by 50 Bulbasaurs that all want to assist me in my life. That just sounds like the best thing I can imagine. If I could have only one Pokemon, it would be a Bulb. And I would not let it evolve into Ivysaur because that would be weird. But I think there's a reason that uh, it evolves into Ivysaur and that has my name in it. So Bulbasaur is the best Pokemon. I'm That's my pitch. I'm going to hit you with some, some hard truths here. The reason that Bulbasaur is your favorite is because Ivysaur is your name, but it's Bulbasaur is cuter. Bulbasaur is cuter, but uh, you have me. I don't think Ivysaur is the reason that I picked. If there was no Ivysaur or Venusaur, I would still love Bulbasaur. But you make a good point. You make a compelling I argument. Think, I think as a small child, like that's something that makes sense. You know what I mean? But Bulbasaur wasn't my favorite as a child. Oh. Do you know what it was? Apparently no. not. It was Vulpix for a very long Good time. Good choice. I I think it was just because I thought it was the cutest back then. And then at some point, I just like, I got very attached to grass types. Sure. At some point. I had a, uh, Ivy bought me Pokemon Blue, which I've not, I should restart that. Yeah, just I, start it I got because you got stuck, stuck somehow. <clears throat> but uh, I did start with the Bulbasaur and I named him Bruce. Brucey. I'm surprised you didn't pick Squirtle. Nah. I always think of you as liking water types. I don't know why that is. I do. I'm like not that into <gasps> water types. I forgot. Except for Whooper. Did you forget one? I forgot one. I'll put him in the honorables here. So anyway. Whooper has obviously cr- climbed the ranks. It's a Gen 2, so it doesn't even matter. Gen 2? Gen 3? One of those. Uh, doesn't there, even matter, but has quickly climbed the ranks of my favorites. There are a lot of Gen 2s that I like, too. I would say really cool. Gens 2 and 3 are my favorites. Yeah? Yeah. Probably 3. But that's what... Um, those were my favorite games. Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. Hmm. Anyway, that's my list. So what you All got? Right. Are they surprisingly similar? Like, I, yeah. I, I... At least I have a lot in my honorable mentions that you had. Uh-huh. Um, number five is Ditto. I just think it's a really fun concept, um, that he can transform into anything, but just making its neutral state a pink blob with a smiley face on it, I think it's just really funny. At least in the show, when the Ditto changes into something, it keeps the Ditto face. Yeah. Which is a thing that I love. In, like, the games, they don't do that, but... Oh, that's dumb. They should do that. Maybe, no, they probably don't in the newer ones. I mean, back then, you know, way back, there's no way it would have had enough, like, like, we can't program a sprite for every Pokemon with the Ditto face. There right. would not have been enough memory in that uh, yeah, cartridge. Yeah, that's like, 
Maybe I, now they could, but I don't think they do. I just like that, you know, instead of making it like a Pokemon that can transform into anything, they just kind of made it this amorphic jello. Yeah, like they it, just made him a nothing. Yeah, he's he's literally silly putty. Yeah. Uh, but with a happy little face on him. I think it's just funny. And better than Muck and Grimer. Muck and Grimer don't do that, though. No, but they're a blob. Yes. That was my point. They're like... Gross blobs. Yeah, they're like Trash industrial blob. waste. Um, no, that's Garbador. The trash bag. Yes. Boys. Um, all right. Trubbish and Garbador. I'm sorry, please. Those are so dumb. Uh, They've grown on me. Number four is Sandshrew. You do like the I, I th- This entire list is just whichever ones I would like to have around the house. <laughs> uh, I love Sandshrew. Sandshrew is so cute. It's alm- It almost hurts me. I don't have much to say about Sandshrew. Sandshrew is good because Sandshrew um, curls up in a ball like an armadillo. Yes. And rolls around. But then like pops out and is like cuter than an armadillo. Yes. Also, Sand Slash is pretty rad. Yes. Like, it evolves and it stays. I would say it, like, stays as cool when it evolves, which is not true for everything. I would say that's Gen not Gen 1, it wasn't for... quite as bad. No. Like, now it's like they add too much junk when they evolve. It's... But, like, especially... We I think... talked about this before, yeah. that it's, like, the, the first one is always cute. Mm-hmm. The second one is super cool, and then the third one always goes way too far, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. now it's dumb. Except for, I would say the first three gens don't do that, at least in the starters. Yeah. If I'm thinking of those as sort of like a litmus test, you know? Sure. Number three is Pikachu. We had the... Wow! Yeah, we had we the put same... in number three. Bronze medal for Pikachu. Yep. Uh, there's a reason that Pikachu is the, uh, and that was the, like, I almost didn't put Pikachu because it's the kind of face of the brand, but it is a really good design and mm-hmm. it is such a great character that one, it's so small, but so strong, mm-hmm. I think is really fun. Uh, but also just cute little mouse dude with an electric tail and pointy ears. Like, it's just a great design Yeah. for a thing. Very lovable. Yes. Very squishable. Um, I like when he makes funny faces. He'll like stretch his face out a whole bunch and like stick out his tongue. Yeah. But he's like he's got such a funny stretchy face. Yes, and very expressive. Number two is Oddish. I thought you might put Oddish. I love Oddish. Like it, it's and I think the thing I like about so many, so many of these is that the designs are so simple, but yep. they work so well. Yep. It's Oddish is just he's a he's a radish with feet. And yeah. that's that's it. And he just bops around, and like I would I would love to have an oddish around the house. Are I you... love that he has no arms. He's just giant feet. Yep. He's just like skinny little legs, big feet, like, smiley face on a blob. I just want him to like, doot, 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 and he hops up in a window, and he just sits there and like looks out and, you know, sunbathes. Yes. And then he boop hops down and walks around. <laughs> I always thought Gloom was stupid, but I do love Vile Plume as well. Vile Plume is definitely better. Also, uh. Bell Awesome, Gen Two, but yes, Bell Awesome's very cute. Is that in the uh, in that family? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, um, I think I'm gonna make sure I'm not. Well, stupid. I'll do my honorable mentions, and I'll just I'll I'll start with I'll say Evie. I I've always thought Evie was super cute, but I do love that it has so many different evolutions. I thought that was a really cool uh, spin on the sort of 
traditionally very linear kind of Pokemon evolution, you know? Yeah. I love Lapras. I think... Oh, like, I, al- I always forget about Lapras, but Lapras is they like just They just so made the good. Loch Ness Monster, who made it this huge, super cool sea monster. Uh, Gengar is probably my favorite of the, uh, the ghosties. Oh, I forgot um, about Gengar, too. Actually, I love all three of those. I think they're all three really great. Uh, but Gengar is definitely the coolest. I did say Onyx. Mm, I like Haunter a lot. Yeah. There was a time when I would have told you Haunter was my favorite Pokemon. I wow. Yeah. See, I love that some of the Pokemon, they're, they're so purposefully designed. And some of them were like, let's just make a dude and make it, make it funny. Uh, yeah. I love Slowpoke. Yeah. He's just so dumb. I want to say Slowpoke is one of the ones that's like based on like a Japanese myth that is like a little bit lost on us, kind of like how yeah. um, Magikarp and yeah. Gyarados are. I'm surprised Gyarados. we didn't have Gyarados. I thought for sure Gyarados would be in oh, the top five. Oh shit! I might have fucked up. <laughs> you told me you looked at the list. I did, but I must have missed it. Oh my god! Oh Gyarados! Oh Gyarados is so good. I'm so sorry. Um, do you, okay, you know it is, like, uh, the way that it works is that when Slowpoke puts Dips his, his tail, tail in, it's um, uh, one of the oysters. Shelter. Yeah, shelters, yeah. Bites it, and that's what yep. does it. I always, I didn't know that for, like, ever. It's in the show, I think. Yeah, in the game he just evolves, but... Yeah. I thought that but was, yes, that was that really cool. That's technically how it goes. That's what it does in Snap. Yep. I think of the Gen 1 birds, I think Voltrice is really cool. Moltres? No, wait a minute. Not Moltres. What's the... Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres. Zapdos. What did I say? Voltrace. Voltrace. I Voltorb made a... and Moltres. I made up a new did. one. <laughs> now you have to like draw. It's a Voltorb, but it's Moltres. It's just a Voltorb with wings. So you meant Zapdos. I meant Zapdos. Zapdos is pretty cool. Brain fart. Uh, I did say the bulb. 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 Uh, the one I forgot that I've always loved so much is Poliwag. So I've cute. never been it's terribly so attached, but I do like him. It's just a cute little boy. He is a cute boy. And of course, my number one uh, Pokemon from forever for all of them is this is my boy, the Snorlax. The Snorlax. It's the Snorlax. It's only there's only one. You love the Snorlax. I don't know why. Like that has always been my favorite Pokemon. I think because. The design is just so funny to me. Like, mm-hmm. one, he weighs like a thousand pounds. Yeah. And it's just a big furry bear that sleeps all the time mm-hmm. and then wakes up to eat and then goes back to sleep again. Yep. That's just the funniest character design for me. <laughs> and the fact that it's just such this big, fat, round, fluffy dude. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so good. He's just a big marshmallow. I'm not entirely convinced that's not... The reason that that's, like, my favorite color. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, I've always loved that color. And then I, at one point, I'm like, that's what colors. And I love in the shows that Snorlax is there 90% of the time just to be in the way. Yeah. He's there to cause problems. They're like, what? Why is there no water in this town? Our people are are need water and the, and the crops are dying. And they, like, go up the river and there's just a Snorlax sleeping in the creek. Yeah, he's the dam. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm watching my cat roll around on the floor. She must need attention pretty bad, don't you, Frank? Yeah, she needs some lovin'. Well, that's the end of uh, my list, then. That's a good list. 
So, so anyway. Let's say we can end the show and you can give some some attention to the Frank. Yeah. So tweet us your favorite Pokemans from Gen 1 especially. Tell us uh, which ones you like, which ones you don't like. Tell us which ones you agree with in our list. And um, we will see you next time. Good Bye. day. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Sleeping Situation. You can follow us and send us questions and suggestions at Sleeping Situation on Facebook and Instagram and at Sleeping Sitch on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at sleepingsituation at gmail.com. Matt writes and records all the music on the podcast. You can find these tunes and more at mattwarner.bandcamp.com and on Instagram at mattwarneronbase. You can also check out Ivy's Embroidery at June Hoops Embroidery on Instagram. Mm, bye. scratch parts of your eye that like it'll affect your vision your vision or whatever why don't i have any breath no i didn't scratch that reverse it i two hops this time